Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today's episode features the sales guys, though this time they have added to their team. It's a packed show with Andrew Amrine, Jim Falk, Colin Nolan, and Chuck Winkles. They gathered for a discussion on sales as the summer months come our way. Both Jim and Chuck offer valuable insight into their hands-on experience with the sales process as the weather heats up and how they go about reevaluating their approach to estimates from start to finish as demand naturally increases. As you listen, consider what you have in place amongst your sales team to ensure you're prepared for the summer months. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. All right. Thanks, Carter, for that uh, great introduction. It's great to be back. We have uh, a new sales guy with us. We have two new sales guys with us, one joining us formerly. So I, I am Andrew. And I'm Jim. And I'm Chuck. And I'm Colin. And we are the sales guys. And nice. boy. Uh, I love that. I think I like that more than everybody else likes it. Um, oh, we can tell. So, Colin Nolan uh, joining us for the first time as a sales guy. He's playing a co-host with me. Colin, welcome. Yeah, thanks. You know what? They they say to never meet your heroes, but meeting the sales guys in person, I, I have high hopes. I think <laughs> wow. things are going to go really well. Then, now that's a compliment. Oh, that's it, a it'll stroke. stop that's there. That's what you call a stroke. Huh? I've met Andrew and Jim many times, but I've never met the sales guys in, in their element. So this is exciting for me. Is that is that kind of like, uh, you know, I've I have you ever I'm not saying that Jim Falk is Batman. I'm just saying, there you go. have you ever seen Batman and Jim Falk in the same room at the same time? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so uh, today we also have special guest with us, a uh, longtime Summit Group member and now coach uh, to Summit members and sales reps, Chuck Winkles. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you. And Jim, always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, so kind of a different format this time for sales guys. We've, we've been the last couple of months, we've been kind of doing it, doing it, doing it uh, in the in the dirt, getting things done. And uh, I think it's a good time to pull back, maybe survey the landscape a little bit of what's happening in sales. 2020, 2020 was an incredibly different year. And I, I think 2021 is shaping up to also be a very different year, maybe for the opposite reason. Um, so uh, Colin is gonna play co-host with me here and Jim and Chuck are gonna play uh, expert, we'll, we will define that term expert very broadly uh, to include them. Uh, so I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, so Jim, why don't, why don't you start us off? You know, what's the state of the state uh, at Nolan Painting these days? <laughs> the state of the state. Um, uh, the, the, the word here is extremely high demand. Um, there's a variety of four, and I realize this could vary across the country, uh, but as restrictions here in Pennsylvania continue to loosen up, 
the demand just keeps going higher and higher. Um, and I, I think there's, there's several reasons for that. Um, one, people are, homeowners are spending an awful lot of time in their homes. Uh, not only do they live there, but they work there now. Um, and when they're spending that much more time, they want their houses to look such a way. Um, secondly, for the last 12 months, nobody's been spending money other than that, maybe at the supermarket, um, they don't have to worry about gas and fuel the same way. They're not going to restaurants. They're not going to sporting events, concerts, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, for people that have been fortunate enough to continue to work, they're sitting on more cash savings than ever before. And the third factor that I see an awful lot of here, and, and, and I, I got to believe this is happening across the country, is um, hope the, with the value of homes rising and historically low, low interest rates, a lot of homeowners are refinancing their house. And when they do that, they're also taking cash equity out of the house and they're dumping that right back into the house itself to make improvements. So I think it's this combination of things that are all hitting at once. It's really caused the home improvement uh, market to skyrocket. Um, our biggest challenge has been dealing with the demand. Um, Andrew and I, and, and, I and, and Chuck spoke a little while ago. I mean, exterior work right now, we're booking into August um, wow. based on current demand and, and current reservations. So the biggest challenge is the sales team, which is, which is five people here at Nolan Painting, keeping up with the, this influx of leads that's coming in. That was an expert response. Uh, I didn't want I like to disappoint that. you. Yeah. Uh, so Chuck, uh, tell, give us for the benefit of the audience, you know, give us a little bit of background on you and the state of the state uh, at the companies you're connected to. So, yeah, so I've actually run three businesses for over 40 years, which I just turned over to my son at the end of the year. And so I'm actually doing a lot of sales coaching peer group um, running peer groups and doing some other uh, business with, uh, with Summit. And with our businesses, we have three business units. And it's the same thing with what we have going is with Jim is that um, with our remodeling, we can't keep up with it. You know, we're booked like three months out. Um, and that's a challenge, you know, that's a challenge in itself is when you're talking to a customer and they want it done right away, how do you, how do you uh, set that up? And then also with our painting, we've actually changed our model to 50% commercial, 50% residential. Well, the commercial has really slowed down, but the residential that we were going after has slowed down as well because half our painters were doing commercial. So that's been a challenge trying to, you know, get to a place where we're selling like months out. Now we're selling a week out. So that has a whole different challenge as well. And then our other business unit uh, being restoration emergency service, fire, flood, water, that, that sort of thing has slowed down because people are at home. Usually when you go on vacation, they come back, their house is flooded and we're busy. And so that's been mm -hmm. a challenge. So it's always, you know, it's, it's like a juggle. It's always something. You know, that ball is always moving, so you always have to be adapting. So um, that's, that's, you know, that's what keeps so one us. Of, one of the things that prompted this call as, as trainers 
uh, we were talking before the call, you know, when, when sales, I don't want to say easy, but when it, when you feel like you're shooting fish in a barrel, you know, a lot of times those improvements and, and changes you want to make in the sales process and your own behaviors, you know, they kind of fall by the wayside. Um, so what are you about the peer group? So, so now hitting this call, what do reps need to focus on and, and not let these skills uh, falter? Because I think in many ways, it's actually more important. And I think different parts of the sales process get emphasized now. Are you, are you guys, Chuck, you mentioned the peer groups. You know, what challenges are you hearing um, from reps that you're working with? That's, that's a great question. I think there's two parts to that. One is, you know, slowing it down for those that are qualified and speeding up those that are so qualified. So, so, the, so the whole idea behind that is just when you do, you slow it down with qualified customers and you drill down, you spend more time and the, the ones that aren't, you move on. So, you know, guys are going out on, you know, five plus leads a day. They gotta, they're going to have to really be thinking on their feet and really paying attention and being present when they are with someone rather than thinking, okay, I got to go or, you know, uh, I, got, I got three more estimates to do. Qualify, ask questions, pay attention. And I think that's the biggest deal is really paying attention and getting a pulse for if, if we have a qualified buyer or not. And if we do have a qualified buyer, we slow it down. And so qualified in this area is they're willing to wait. They're willing to wait for the schedule. Um. So by, so I, I kind of want to go back to your, your sales process question, Andrew. So do you guys find that reps and, and Jim yourself, are you picking and choosing because of the demand when to really challenge the customer, mm. uh, push to overcome objections, or are you more, more dab, you know, all right, well, this guy's, I, I might be able to get this guy, but I got three other bids to get to today. So I'm, that's not worth it. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback a bit off of what Chuck was saying. It is, it's tough when you have this process ingrained in you. It's like, it's now become part of my DNA. And sometimes it's tough to turn it off. Um, so, We've been ultra selective. We're trying to be choosier now more than ever. Um, we, we had spoken earlier, so we've raised our prices, right? The invincible hand, supply and demand. Demand's high. Supply of contractors hasn't changed. If anything, the, the pool of labor has gone down, so prices, therefore, are going to rise, uh, which we did and successfully implemented earlier this year. But more importantly, or as importantly, we're encouraging the sales team overall to be more selective than ever before. So what's that look like? You know, piggyback again, what Chuck was saying, more upfront qualifying. Um, you know, if somebody doesn't appear to be our customer um, or it, there's some red flags or it's not, it's something that we're, that, that project we're not necessarily interested in, um, why pursue it? Like right now we have a finite amount of labor. We have a, we're approaching $4 million in backlog. So we've actually lowered for the second quarter, we've lowered quotas for the sales team to encourage that selectivity, but we're, put, we're putting more emphasis on dollar rate. So 
let's make sure we're picking the best Nolan painting type customers and charging the highest dollar rate. And when we're in front of those customers, to Chuck's point, that's when we're really slowing it down. You know, you're finding the pain, we're having budget discussions, we're setting up next steps with them. Those are the people we want to focus on. Jim, I I, I'm, go ahead, Chuck. I was talking to another painting contractor last week and we did a half million dollar job at a, at a local bank. It was a new job and it was all level five. And so finishes, which is a pain and the contractor had a lot of callbacks we end up not making money, you know? It was our, our, our gross profit was way down, so we chose not to do the next phase and he got it. And then he found out that he wanted to know if we had bid the job and, and the contractor said no. And he understood why, because he said at that point, taking up that much time, he lost $400,000 in revenue the time that it sucked him dry. So really taking, you know, cherry picking the jobs you want is key versus just going after work. So, so two follow-up questions, I think one from the sales rep perspective and then one from the owner perspective. So from the sales rep, so now, I mean, sales reps, you know, they're high Ds, they're high I's, they're goal oriented, they like talking to people. And now we're, now they've got to do all the things that at least in my experience, I know me, I struggled with, and I think sales reps struggle with qualify out, we qualify, weed people out. We're raising prices. You know, we're, we're, we're forcing a no. And it, you know, that's, I, I can, that's a major mindset change, I think, for a lot of reps who are going out there trying to sell everybody they can. And there's, you know, there's some identity role issues there. You know, Jim, are you seeing that with your peer group or your, you know, the Nolan team or, or Chuck, or, you know, are you seeing maybe some of those identity role issues with, man, I, I want to close deals. I want to sell people. And now I, I can't. And it, yeah. So, I mean, I'll answer for myself personally, and, and it's human nature. You know, you mentioned the IR issues, of course, as I, as I addressed Colin's question earlier, you know, go walking through the sales process has become part of my DNA selling, you know, having a high win ratio and getting that closure is part of my DNA. So when I, when I see somebody that, because I'm now, again, being more selective than ever before, I have a hard time turning it off. Um, but then on the other hand, there's, there's nice jobs that recently I've lost because of timing issues. You know, they, a customer wanted to work with us, but they weren't willing to wait until the end of August for the project to start. And, you know, it's, it's easy to allow that to affect how you feel about yourself, you know, you, to affect your identity. But I've reminded myself, okay, the reason that we're booked out to August is because the sales team in general has done an amazing job of creating this massive backlog. Um, so all's good in the world. Uh, and I think we just have to remind ourselves of that. And that's a good point for sales reps that are on commission. And it, it kind of relates to, uh, to the owner perspective, but you know, you are making your commit. I know it's, it stinks now not to sell, but Chuck, what about your teams? You know, are you, are you seeing any uh, identity role issues with this change in mindset? Well, not, not as much, but one thing I will add in the peer groups, we talk about open in open deals, you know, and one occasionally you'll get somebody that has like a, you know, 75, a hundred open end deals. And I'm thinking, how does that, 
affect your mind when you have so many things going on. And I think part of the process is when you do qualify and you have a next step agreement that you, you find if it's a fit or not, right? You get a yes or a no, but this may be, and I'll call you next week. You always have a next step agreement. Well, I'll call you next week, what day, what time? And what do you think, how do you think that conversation is gonna go? Just kind of peeling that back so you can get, you know, either a yes or a no or a firm time and date rather than the customer hiding. Because once things get really busy, which is what we're talking about, you can have a lot of opening deals and then you're gonna have people fall through the cracks. And I think that's been a common thread of what's, what's happening now with a, a, a lot of sales reps. Mm-hmm. So a, a question I have is how, how are you setting expectations with customers over timing? Is it the office doing it when the people call in? Is it, are, are you doing it when you're there early in the process, later in the process? Cause it might turn off an ideal customer right off the bat. If you mention it too soon, who, and if you are able to work their pain, you might be able to, to get them to wait. Um, so is there any, science or, or art around when you mention the backlog and when you can get to it? Well, it's a good question. So I'll, I'll answer on our behalf. I mean, we, we've taken the stance of being very open and transparent uh, upfront when a customer calls. Because um, honestly, right now, all of us, including myself, I'm, we're scheduling appointments in the early May right now. And there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, setting up an appointment four weeks from now to go out and meet with them and only to find out that they're not willing to wait. Um, right. You know, one of our values here at Nolan Painting is transparency. And so when that initial call comes in, um, if it's an exterior project, we're letting them know up front that we are scheduling into August. Um, we realize that that time is not working for everybody, but we do want to be open and honest and upfront about it. Um, and I would say for, you know, probably 80, 80% of the people, that's okay. 20%, you know, there's timing issues, whether it's graduation or you know, Holy Communion or wh- whatever's going on. Um, they're just not willing to wait. And, and so that's okay. Um, we're not going to worry about those. It's actually a good point, Jim. You know, I, I the, the fear I hear sometimes is if we tell people that nobody's it's it's this worst case scenario. We're not going to have any sales appointments. But really, when you're transparent, it, you said it affects maybe 20, maybe 25 percent of the people bulk. Right. So you're not going to lose everybody. Yeah. Um, Chuck, how, how about your end? Well, on the kitchen and bathroom remodeling side, it's usually more planning anyway. So we'll let the people know, you know, come into the showroom and check it out. If not, then we'll, we'll let them know, hey, you know what, we, we charge a design fee. Typically, we're in this price range. And um, if that's something that would work for you, then we'll come out. And that does weed out some people. And then once we go out there, again, we'll talk about budget. We'll talk about uh, timing. And um, usually people will wait because that is a longer, they've been thinking about it for two years. And that's part of the sales process too, is when you're going out there, they're all excited to meet you. It's a little different than saying, I want to come out and, you know, have my house painted. It's like, I want my kitchen done. I've got torn out 
magazines, I'm emotionally involved and it's easy to get caught up in that sizzle and not, and just slow it down and find out what their concerns are, you know, their time frame, how they're making their decision and, and going through that process because without the absence of pain, which we talk a lot about in the peer groups and in the sales process, they're not gonna spend the kind of money that's required to do the job like a real professional company would charge, not just chuck in the truck. Yeah, know. especially with remodeling, you could be there all day talking about all oh, these yeah. different options, yeah. literally all day, and then come to find out they don't wanna wait or they don't wanna, wow. Yeah, so it's basically, you know, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. If you can, if you can ask, get those questions asked, get those visits, you're golden. So let me it's, ask you from, or Colin, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I asked uh, kind of a second question to my one from earlier. So if, if you are talking with someone who might be okay with the advanced uh, timeframe and scheduling, um, it seems in my mind there'd be some aspect to the fact that you're so far pushed out that there might be a sales advantage to that, maybe in the, the, the FUD creation state of somebody else if they're, comparing you versus somebody else who can get to a lot earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something that is only happening in my mind or is that happening in, in the kind of real world? Real quick, Carl, what, what's FUD for the, for the benefit of our audience? FUD is, uh, wow, I'm getting quizzed by a sales guy. This is, <laughs> uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Excellent. And a, a competitor Powerful. or an, another price or an, another contract. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would I would venture to out to say something like, well, you know, I wonder why they're they can start right away because everybody I know is really busy. That's really good. Like we just had a bunch of trees fall down. We had a little tornado come through our country club and did about three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of damage. And I was saying to my friends, I mean, I'd be real concerned if there was a um, a tree guy that wasn't busy right now. There might be a reason for that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might even share stories like that, like mm -hmm. throw some questions in there. Yeah. Um, so from an owner standpoint, something I was thinking earlier is, okay, so, and maybe this is overly negative, but I can imagine maybe some people listening in the audience, oh, okay, great. Now I've got a sales rep or multiple sales reps that have nothing to do maybe some frustration under the surface. So now, so now what? We're all booked out. Great. I got, I'm paying two sales reps to do nothing. Well, so what are you guys doing? I, you know, what, what would, how would you respond to someone if they said that? For us, uh, we, we've actually changed a significant amount of how we schedule this year. Um, you know, last year we found ourselves, you know, certainly the, the COVID closures compounded the issue but we found ourselves constantly pushing jobs uh, week after week after week. Uh, we just had this incredible bottleneck of work um, that was constantly being kicked from one week to the next. And um, we made it a, a focus as part of our business planning for 2021 to correct that issue. Um, the number one promise we make to our clients is that we start and finish on time. Um, and we did, not, we did not follow through with that promise last year. So what we started to look at was, so we have multiple schedules based on teams and territories and then interior work versus exterior work. 
I might be getting a little bit in the weeds here, Andrew, but I think it's important to explain why certain aspects of our schedule are so far pushed out. So the exterior, we realized once, once we started to go back, we went back, I think it was three, maybe five years, up to five years, what the weather trends were like. And we realized that in the spring, April, May, we, we typically only have 50% of the month that can be dedicated to exterior work. The other 50% is inclement weather. And then as we get into the, the warmer summer months, that goes to 60-40, 60% good days, 40% inclement weather days. But we never used to account for that. So, you know, in previous years, we'd have the schedule two months flush with all exterior work. And then the, re the reality is, based on weather trends, we're, we're, ne we're never going to be able to get to that on a timely basis. So we schedule now exteriors based upon those weather trends. That's why that goes into August. Now, interior is a different schedule, a different um, animal altogether. Interior right now, we're only about three weeks out. So there is con the, the way we schedule now, there's constantly holes for interior. So when, the, when um, estimates are scheduled, we're putting more emphasis on getting those interior estimates scheduled timely so those holes can be filled uh, quickly. So, so there's always that, something- To that up. owner, you would say, focus on other stuff. To the, to the owner that's thinking, great, now I'm booked out, now I got sales reps doing nothing. There, there's plenty more to do. Yeah, I mean, for companies that are forming commercial work, it's a great opportunity for prospecting more than, more, you know, more than ever before. Um, it's an opportunity to visit jobs, you know, strengthen the relationship with clients, look for additional work order opportunities. Um, there's always something for a sales rep to do. Chuck, what, how about you? What are your thoughts, you know, to the, the owner that might, might feel that way in the audience? Well, I, I certainly agree with what Jim has to say. I, I think prospecting, like what Jim said, going out on the job sites, calling existing, you know, customers or past customers. Um, you know, one of the things like in the kitchen and bath, we might be working on like 10, S, 10 designs and that's a lot of work. And it's like, instead, of, like I had a conversation the other day, I said, don't, take any more appointments until you get those designs out, you know, push them off for a week or two or three weeks. Um, you know, and the, at, the, at the end of the day, people want what they can't have it. Obviously, if you show up desperate and really needing something, they're going to read that. So the more you can push that back, the more you can pull back and take the emotion out in the process, the, the more you're going to have a, a greater opportunity to sell a job. Yeah. yeah what, what's not getting done that could be getting done? How can we turn this booked out schedule into an opportunity? You know, what, what about community involvement? What, what about the networking? You know, there's a new networking. It's, it's going back to one-on-one -on -one because of COVID. So making phone calls to contacts you haven't talked to in a while or getting involved in, in other events. What are, what are the things that aren't getting done that ought to be? Let's take advantage of it. Um, well, let's wrap up with, with this. It's been a great conversation, you know, Jim. So to the sales reps out there listening, you know, over the, over the next three months, as things are, are already ramped up uh, and ramp up even more, you know, what, what are the key things you think sales reps ought to be focused on right now, given that situation? 
That's a good question. I so when when during these natural times of higher demand, uh, I think I want to underscore the point that it's okay to be selective. I think too many times, uh, as as sales reps, sales professionals, we forget that sales is a two way street. Um, just as I'm qualifying a, or a, a client's qualifying us, I'm qualifying that client as well. Not every client is a fit for our company. And, and I, I've seen this with other local tradespeople that I partner with, that I refer to. They don't, they don't tell customers no. Like they'll, they'll take on a problem customer because they think that's what they have to do. And so be selective. Now more than ever before is the time to be selective. If there's red flags, if it's not your fit, like the story Chuck shared with the level five finishes, if you don't think you can make, you know, make a happy customer and, and, and have a profitable job, it's okay to walk away from it. And you can do it professionally. Um, you could, you could do it through by talking with the client. You could do it. We have a form letter that we send to, to jobs. We choose not to bid, but it's okay. You're allowed to say no. Now's the time to pick the very best customers. Chuck, so same question, wrap us up here with, you know, what would you charge sales reps with focusing on right now? Well, I, exactly. Piggybacking on what Jim says, I don't know if I can add much more to that. I do like the idea of, of being more selective. I, I don't know what the science is behind it. It'd be an interesting is, you know, 20% of the people that you meet are going to be your customer. You know, you can just show up, you're going to bond, you're going to sell them. You may be 80 Maybe the other 60% of people are kind of on the fence and those are the ones you're going to have to work hard, but there's certainly 20%, maybe 30% that are not going to be your customer no matter what. And so trying to get that out. And then when you're out there and you're determining whether it's a fit or not, I do like the idea of um, emailing, going back to the office and letting them, you know, let them down gently because sometimes like, especially if you're a high D, you're gonna be just like, hey, a matter of fact, you're not gonna be my customer. You know, you can't afford it or whatever the case may be. For high eyes, that might be totally different, you know, smooth it. But it's always good to put those feelings in or those thoughts on paper or on email and send it to them. It might, it might go down a little bit easier sometimes. Mm -hmm. Colin, if I could put you on the spot, your your first co-host. Great to have you on board. Uh, any uh, any thoughts to share takeaways on your end? I love I, I love that last uh, tip that Chuck just gave because I'm I'm on a higher D lower I, so I know exactly what you're talking about and in, in, uh, using e email to do it. Uh, it's a great tip. Uh, no, that this was a phenomenal experience. For me, um, one I'll, I'll remember forever. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, wow. hopefully, I'll be accepted as a sales guy oh. from the, the sales boy to the sales guy, and I'll be part part of the of the team. We the committee meeting is uh, next week. We'll we'll let you know. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. What we decide. I I await I await your fair and just. <laughs> The more coffee you bring us, the better chance you might have. Uh, <laughs> thanks, gents. I appreciate uh, the time here. And uh, to all our listeners, uh, great selling, some great tips here. And uh, we'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for a future episode? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.